Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. We're doing the studio tonight. It's Aria, Nikki, and Bonnie. Christians in the United States, right? They're peculiar to me because they are convinced that they're being persecuted. While they're this huge majority, yeah. like some, something like 50% of the population. Why is this surprising, though? Right? Did I say it was surprising? Well, I they wanted so. to be. It, it, is that what you said? I, they want it to be true because they want it to be the end times. They, well, they, to me, I'm just thinking back like this is like historically, this is what they do. They're like, oh, I'm the victim. Meanwhile, they're attacking everyone else. Like, you have to convert and, you know, be exactly like me. So to me, you know, this is nothing new. I wonder if they were uh, the victim during the Crusades. It is historical, though. Like Bart Ehrman pointed out in one of his books, and I don't remember which one it was. Maybe the Gospel of Judas? I don't, Or maybe it was a podcast. I don't remember now. But anyway, he pointed out that Christians have always sort of claimed to be persecuted. It, it was in uh, Heaven and Hell, or, or the Apocalypse. It was in the, his Apocalypse book, and I've already forgotten the name of it. But he pointed out that Christians have always felt like they were being persecuted. And he, he suspects the reason is because their religion was started with someone being, you know, tortured and killed, which yeah. is persecution. Hmm. And because of that, any slight that they, they're, they're predisposed to assume that they're being persecuted. The reason he got into that was because of John and Patmos, the person who wrote the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. I was always under the impression that he did that during a period of heavy, heavy persecution for Christians, right? That the Roman emperor at the time was heavily persecuting Christians? Evidently, no. There's no history of any sort of... The emperor at the time, whose name I've forgotten, doesn't even seem to have been aware that Christians existed. But that didn't stop him from claiming widespread persecution and from writing this apocalyptic book based on the idea of Christian persecution Well, you know how like, schizophrenic people will just take an idea and run with it? They will like hear about a thing, and then they'll turn it into... like. They'll just hear that some celebrity was in town and then they'll be like, yeah, he's been talking to me and blah, blah, blah. And they're making all this stuff up. Well, uh, maybe he just heard, you know, he read some of the old books of the Bible or whatever that were around at the time, whatever they would have been called, where Jesus said like, oh, you'll be persecuted in my name. And then he just ran with it and he's schizophrenic. That's that's a fair point. And meanwhile, like the Christians in the United States, they're doing everything they can to make life difficult for trans people. It started with trans people, but I can't help but notice I've got a story about how LGBTQ people, gay people in particular, are just fleeing Florida in mass, right? Yeah. Of which I can't say that I blame them. But there's a lot of people on the right, these conservative types, rejoicing about this, which I don't know if they realize it's it. disgusting. But it really lays bare what their position actually is. They said it was about trans kids, but here they are rejoicing about gay people yeah. leaving Florida. It's so, clearly not about trans kids. Well, and that's... A great point because they're claiming, oh, well, you know, all these trans people, they're groomers, they're pedophiles. I'm sorry. You can't say that every single gay person is a pedophile. That literally doesn't even make sense. And I actually know people personally who uh, they're like an elderly lesbian couple that live in Florida from Massachusetts, go down there. You know, a lot of old people retire in Florida and they're literally moving back. They're thinking about moving to New Hampshire now. Because they've had their car vandalized. Like, they are being tormented. They're in their 70s. They're both sick. You know, like, they're sick elderly people that just wanted to retire in Florida. And now they have to move back to the north because they're terrified for their lives. Yeah. You know? That that should never happen. It's really sad. And it's like, no, these 70-year-old women, they're not grooming kids. They're not pedophiles. They just... 
They're minding their own business. That accusation of groomer, though, it's become so... I've stopped responding to it. In general, I've stopped responding to people who want to argue with me on Twitter. Anyway, I may, like, pick one and carry on in a bit of a conversation with them. I don't know what strikes me about some people is, hey, this person's worth responding to versus the, the dozens of dozens who I'm like, I'm not bothered. They have three responses, and that's it. The first one is to call you a groomer. Mm-hmm. The second one is to call you a freak. And the third one is to go basic biology, even yeah. though the basic biology has nothing to do with this. And if they ask an actual biologist, they will say, oh, yeah, by the way, and your, t- your tongue does, isn't actually divided into five parts as well. But, you know, they're stuck. They think that what they learned at six, year, at six years old is like the end all be all. So I feel bad for the day when they learn that the moon isn't made of cheese. That's going to be the catastrophe. <laughs> The keen libertarians, obviously not homophobic, not transphobic. Yeah, of course. That's not. what it, it's. It's always split in between the keen and the rest of the libertarians in <laughs> well, uh, New special. Hampshire. And a big thing about it is so few libertarians in keen are on social media. No, so because I like, think a lot of like our people in Keene are very like big into security, right. and they don't want to be on Facebook. Like they don't. They value privacy. Right, and, and a little bit more principles than you know. A lot of the times, I feel like the rest of the free staters in like Manchester and Nashville or whatever are way more represented in the public sphere is because of that. Well, there's also a lot more of them. I yeah. mean, realistically, there's only like what maybe a dozen libertarians here. No, there's more than that. I don't know how many libertarians there are. But there's here in a King, lot but, more in Manchester, right. and Manchester is a bigger city altogether. So there's more apartments, more houses. It's a little bit more jobs. And so all it does over make sense. New Hampshire, a lot of like the best libertarians are just low-profile people. Yeah. So the reason I bring this up is because a story caught my attention a day or two ago, and what I wanted to get into was the subject of Christian persecution, but. When you start talking about Christian persecution in today's context, you just can't help. Well, I can't help but talk about LGBT people and what's happening in the United States. We're like, if you want to know what a persecuted people look like, they're the ones who are having to pack up and leave leave their home because they're being targeted with vandalism and by legislation by the that's going. Yeah. yeah. That that's that's what persecution literally looks like. But anyway, it also looks like this. A toddler in North Korea has been sentenced to life in prison What? after that... his parents were caught with a Bible. That is possible. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so... That's... That's persecution. Yeah, That's like... unreal levels of persecution. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked by that. So human rights groups say that the historic case is just one example of the persecution faced by tens of thousands of Christians in the country, but I would point out that it's not just Christians. Anybody that has a religion right. that it's... isn't the state. And if you even say anything negative about the state. So this toddler, and I'm curious, how do we know about this? Because it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that North Korea would be willing to admit that they did. Because, like, it's horrifying. This toddler is going to spend their entire life in prison. And I, 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 every time I say that, my brain just cannot process. It's going to be like a person who grew up in a cave raised by wolves or something. Yeah, he's going to be one messed up individual. A toddler was sentenced to life imprisonment in North Korea after the child's family was found in possession of a Bible, according to a new report by the U.S. State Department. So that's who it's from. I don't know how the U.S. State Department got this information, and it doesn't say. Although the incident took place in 2009, is there an update? Because this person would no longer be a toddler then. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. They would be, what, uh, if they were two at the time, they would be 16 now? Are they still in prison? I mean, I guess I can't blame them for not having this information, given that North Korea is famous for not 
letting people find out what's going on I outside would, of it. I also just, as a devil's advocate, got to point out that it could be a lie from our government. If it's coming Absolutely. from our government, coming from a place where we have no way to go and uh, verify ourselves, it could be a lie. That's a really good point. They don't seem to have much interest in actually invading North Korea, though. Cause, so I'm. it seems to me like they'd be less likely to lie about this. Because they're not using it as a justification for an invasion. But at least I think not that yet. They use North Korea as a justification to like go hard against China because it's like all this stuff Good like point. China protects. Uh, I, that's what I've heard before. Like China protects North Korea, stuff like that. I believe you have to have a picture of Kim Jong un yeah. and Kim Jong il in your house. If I remember correctly, I've, I've heard that before as well. And it has to be like at a place of honor because those are your gods. Yeah, like above the, the fireplace. Yeah. It's document. It documented a, quote, horrifying incident recently. This is, again, Open Doors USA, where several dozen believers were discovered and executed with more than 100 of their family members sent to labor camps. And that's Whoa. one of the most messed up ways that North Korea achieves what it achieves. It doesn't just target you. It will target everyone in your family. So, I mean, it's one thing like, hey, you're a Christian. Well, we're going to we're going to kill you for that. But they're also going to kill your wife. They're going to kill your kids. They're going to put your grandparents in prison camps, your brother and sisters in prison camps if they don't just outright kill them. So, yeah, it's like you're not just being punished for breaking the law. Everyone you love and care about is going to be punished with you or worse than you. That's because a- they know that a lot of people are willing to sacrifice themselves, you know, for the greater yeah. good. But then if you have like, okay, I'm not only sacrificing myself, like my entire family, possibly anyone that knows me, I you're going to think twice about that. The U.S. military uses the same tactic of uh, literal like mind control or control of other people. It's like if you're... You know, you have a group, I don't know, a squadron, and you do something wrong, you aren't the only one that gets punished. Like, everyone does, then everyone punishes you for punishing them, and it's like, it reinforces heavily, like, you can't do that next time. It reminds me, it's hard not to think about the Crypto 6 incident when when I think about this, and governments, you know, targeting everyone around a person in order to punish that one particular individual, like... And it's clear when you look at the sentencing memorandum that the prosecutors filed in in my case, Ian Freeman is mentioned, I want to say it was 34 times. Yeah. Like maybe even more than you. It wasn't more than me. I counted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was 30. I was mentioned 36 times. He was mentioned 34 times. Okay. So pretty much neck and neck. Yes. So it's inexplicably clear when you read this thing that they that in my sentencing memorandum, they were still punished heavily. On one, both blaming me for things that they allege Ian did. And number two, blaming Ian for things that they allege that I did. And when you, th- this is obviously why they went after, you know, uh, the, I, I don't want to say her name, the the grandmother who was involved with this and why they went after Renee and Andy and nobody. I, 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 I more understand why they went after me. But the, they went after all of the others in just this clear attempt to take down Ian and to punish everyone who ever associated with Ian. Well, I mean, so it's people, easier to get... pe- people quit the show as a result of this because yeah. they're like, oh, okay, they're targeting everyone who's ever been friends with Ian. I'm out. Yeah. And the other thing is it would be, they thought that it would be easy to get someone to like flip and go against Ian if they were just like, you know. But see, that was where they made their mistake and that's where they didn't do their research. There was nothing to turn against. Yeah. I don't know what they thought. They had uncovered if it was some some sort of crime ring where we were. I don't know what the 
what they were thinking. I think they probably thought that they would get somebody that was so scared yeah. that they would be willing to like lie or anything to, you know, I and mean, that, those things and that happen. happen. Yeah. I mean, and the worst they, they did treat you. I, I, I didn't see that particular day of testimony. Oh, so yeah, I, she I wasn't there for that. She said she didn't know. She had never heard about the Shire Free Church. And uh, Sissy was like, oh, well, why did the Shire Free Church uh, officiate your wedding? And she, Ooh, yeah. it was, it, she was silent for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And she was like, um, I thought he was a Quaker, which everyone knows he's a Quaker, but it's an interfaith church. And she knew about the Shire Free yeah. Church and she lied. No, and it, it did seem like with that whole situation that the, the feds or whoever manipulated her to essentially turn against Ian. Well, they didn't they threaten her? Yeah, they threatened Probably. her with a charge and she said that under oath. So Yeah. I mean, and that that's what they do, right? That they threatened me with additional charges back when I turned down their initial plea deal and I was like, "No, you bring your other charges. I'm not taking your deal under threat of violence and coercion." So I I I don't blame her at all. Activism and kids don't mix. Yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah, once someone begins having children, their activism is done and I don't want to say they're a liability at that point. But if if there's the potential there for them to become a liability, then they're a liability. I blame the big obese lady who lied about my husband, for the record. So we were talking about this the story of these Christians being persecuted. I want to move on because that's pretty much the extent of the story. It starts talking about how horrible things are in North Korea for Christians, but that's that's such a short-sighted approach. Yeah, it's like, no, everyone. It would be like if I wrote an article about how horrible things are for Satanists in North Korea. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't, I don't care particularly how horrible things are for Satanists in North Korea because I know they're bad for everyone. Mm-hmm. But it, it would be narcissistic and selfish of me to yeah. focus on what was happening to LGBTQ people in North Korea and, and ignoring what happens to Christians. North Korea sucks yeah. for everyone. That's the thing about people that... Uh, nowadays they don't look at root causes of anything they don't right. look uh-huh. at the principles they just look at these symptoms they don't look at the causes they just look at the effects they don't look at the cause authoritarianism they look at the effects and go we need to like implement christian things into law which is more authoritarianism it's like throwing water on wet clothes and saying that's how you're going to get it dry it is it is distressing and i thought that libertarians were smarter than this but this this a little alliance they're building up with the conservatives makes me think that they're probably not because it's just a matter of time before these before one of these libertarians says something like, "Oh yeah, hold the police accountable." And these conservatives are like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we don't yeah. we don't say that. Back the blue. Yeah. Unfollow or whatever." It's like it, they're either going to have to sacrifice their principles and pretend to like the police or they're inevitably going to come to one of these huge libertarian talking points where we absolutely diverge from conservatives or you're going to uh, attack the military that's also a, a sacred cow of the conservatives oh, yeah. that you're not allowed to attack or nationalism or immigration but i suspect look if you're one of these quote libertarians who has an issue with lgbt lgbtq people of whatever variety i'm gonna go ahead and bet that chances are good that you also don't want immigrants yeah i could be wrong but i'm willing to bet that if you're if you're bigoted against lgbt people you're probably bigoted against non-white people just yeah. going to speculate. I'm also willing to bet that you're not a libertarian and you're just a conservative who was like, oh, you know what? That's like a nice thing that can make me seem a little bit different from all of my other conservative friends. Like, yep. Yeah. You well, know, because it was conservatives love to be like, oh, freedom. Like, we love freedom so much. So they think, you know, like, and, and I thought this too before I really understood what libertarianism was. I just thought a libertarian was a conservative 
that had more guns and like that was pretty much it. Yeah. You know, like you talk about freedom a little bit more and you're just like a little bit more into guns. It's so I weird. didn't really know any of the other things. Like I didn't know they were against the police. I didn't know they were, you know, I mean, like the step before being a full blown anarchist. Like I didn't really understand any of that until I met some. You it's know? so weird. It was like so hidden from me. My friend just started like helping me. I've said this on the air, but my friend was like backing me up when I was trying to explain to my sister why Bernie is wrong to want a minimum wage. And I was like, where are you getting all this information? You're like so smart. And he was like, you should look at fee.org. And I was like, what is all of this? It was mm-hmm. like hidden for me. It was like, I right. only knew about being a Republican or a Democrat. I mean, basically. I, yeah, it's a really good point. And I remember being interested in politics more or less as long as I can remember. I mean, I interested in a way that most 16 and 17 year olds aren't beyond knowing who their president is or yeah. whatever. But this was something that I actually paid attention to. I actually liked reading my civics high school class book, my classroom, whatever, my textbook in high school. I actually enjoyed reading it. And of course, it gave me slanted things. And I remember even then taking issue with some of the things they were saying about the government. But all of that aside... No one ever at any point in this education exposed me to libertarianism. And it was only the documentary Zeitgeist that made me even aware that Ron Paul exists. And don't get me wrong, Zeitgeist, it bends the truth in a lot of ways and it asserts that some things are facts that aren't actually facts. And and it butchers Christianity and religious history in general. It's- Isn't Zeitgeist the one that shows how Christianity is like astrotheology? Yes. Oh, sun worship. Oh. It's not bad, um, but you got to take that religious part in particular with like a grain of salt because he ex- he, he stretches a lot of this. He's mm-hmm. like, here's all, all of these examples of savior of men who were the children of gods and who died on a cross and were resurrected three days later. And he lists a bunch of examples and like, that's not true of almost any of them. So, th- mm-hmm. Some of them like died and then came back later, but it's not as specific as he points out and it's not as directly comparable as he says it's still really good though we do have ricky on the line from pennsylvania ricky you're on free talk live thank you there sister aria sister bonnie sister nikki good evening yeah what's on your mind tonight well i had something else in mind but we're gonna do that next week because i want to learn more about you as practicing a satanist considering our further discussion about Gnosticism, but I need to learn about you first, but that's for next week. But, you know, you got me thinking. You were talking about libertarians, and I want to talk about that a little bit. I remember back, it was in 2017. I remember Brother Darrell said, and as he was proceeding to get more frustrated, he said this one. He said, the problem with libertarians is other libertarians. You know, and I think that's kind of what uh, you guys were talking about a little bit ago when it comes to views within libertarians about what a libertarian is. No, we were pretty clear. The problem with these people is that they're conservatives. Yeah, I'm tired of this argument or this like point of view, Ricky, that like, oh, the problem is the people that want to point out principles. No, the problem isn't the people like us who want to point out what a libertarian is the quote-unquote problem if there is is one is the people who are not a thing and are calling themselves that thing to wash That's away the exactly meaning what i was referring no it's to. not That's no it's what not I was referring to. you're referring to you're trying to say that like the problem with libertarians is they don't believe anyone else is a real libertarian well, the, uh-huh. no the problem is libertarians that don't really adhere to what a libertarian is i'll give you an example well, then they're not libertarians Right. They're, now, they're just not a example. libertarian. 
Right. Here's an example. Like myself, I don't claim to be a libertarian, but what I actually am is a Jeffersonian with new elements by necessity added. And I do lean heavy towards what a libertarian would be. I'm not a classic liberal. They try to use that. That's something different. But I do lean heavy towards libertarians. And the funny thing is, is I tend to be more of a libertarian than a lot of these so-called conservative-leaning or whatever libertarians. I'll give you an example of that. When I was running for office in 2017, I had all kinds of different support. I had two different police departments. I had a supermarket chain. I had an arms manufacturer. But here's an odd one. I didn't know now, supermarket remember, chains could vote. Uh, no, they were supporters of mine. Okay. The chain. Anyway, but here's one that contacted me. Now, here's my answer as someone that's a Jeffersonian and believes in what they call, quote, constitutionality. Now, I got a phone call. And I got, because I also had the pagans too, but I got a backing by the local district of the Ku Klux Klan. Now, here's my answer to this. Do I believe that white supremacy is okay? No, I don't agree with it personally. But white supremacists, as long as they're not committing crimes, they have the right to be white supremacists. This is where Trump screwed up when he had the backing of David Duke. Now, he didn't explain why. I am now. There's just such a huge difference between me going, oh, libertarians are going to New Hampshire and doing libertarian things. I want to be there. And, oh, God, I might die if I yeah. stay in Mississippi. I better find somewhere. I guess it's New Hampshire. There's yeah. huge difference between those two things. And, and just to act like it's somehow libertarianism for or competition or free market competition for people in Florida to be like, huh, this state doesn't really do it for me anymore. I guess I'm going to move. It's not that simple and again they're being chased out they're not choosing to leave and it's just so sad because i know like have like family members and like friends who you know were like alive during the 80s and kind of experienced what it was like to be an openly gay person during that time and having to hide who you were and i feel like we came so far since then and, like why are we going backwards you know like this isn't fair for those people who are just trying to to live their lives like they're they're not doing anything wrong and to classify like thousands of people as pedophiles just because they're gay, I mean, that is, that's the part I really can't get. Like, what is going well, on they, with that? They know, they know we're not groomers and pedophiles, right? It's just, that's the, that's their tactic. That's the weapon that they've chosen to wield. Just like the left knew 15, the left, the conservatives, they learned all of these tactics yep. from the left. Right. And th this is just a modern version of, oh, you're, you're a Republican. You must be racist. You you're racist. You want to vote for Barack Obama? Like yep. everybody was getting called racist back yep. then. That's all this is. Republicans like, all right, well, we are going to take a note of this and in a decade we're going to use it. Yep. And now they're using, oh, you're LGBTQ groomer. It's just their version of racist and it's, it's just as meaningless and senseless. Another thing that I think is another side of this coin, which really sucks, the coin altogether being that people are getting um, divided and believing that they have to, you know, believing that for whatever reason, trans and gay and lesbian people are their enemies. Well, the other side is there are these like really extreme activists on the lgbtq side just claiming oh i speak for aria i speak for the collectivist i speak for the collective i speak for all the gay people that live in america and we want marxism like all, the, all this stuff that 
it doesn't represent what actual like everyone believes and it, that's really going on too it's like yeah, I, the lobby is going so far in one way but they know that it doesn't represent all trans people and I mean, they should. I mean, they have to. But they talk like they do. But they know that when Donald Trump says something, it doesn't mean all white people agree that way. But in their worldview, they, those straight cis white dudes, are the only ones who are allowed to be treated as individuals like that. If you're not one of those, and you know, some LGBT person speaks out, oh no, you must agree with this person, but you don't agree with all white people who speak. Why can't I be treated as an individual? That's so true. Because like I constantly see these posts by, uh, you know conservatives whether they call themselves libertarians or not where they're uh, posting like somebody who is actually just crazy who's like going off on twitter they have blue hair and they're like yeah we need blah 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 we need to be doing all these crazy things and and they're doing it saying it in the name of trans rights or whatever rights and then they're talking they this conservative will like repost this video and talk about it like it's all trans people and they can't but it's the thing about principles. Like I said earlier, people aren't looking at the principle of the thing. They're looking at whatever is right in front of them and they can't get to the root cause. The The root cause of people treating you a certain way just because other white people that are that way is collectivism. So don't engage in collectivism. That's the answer. But they can't yep. see that. Well, I mean, so since all these priests are out here grooming children and, and molesting children, you know, I think we should just ban Catholicism in Christianity because, I mean... I mean, if you want to know, you know where the clearly, groomers are, right. Yeah, I mean, like, clearly every single Catholic person is a groomer then because, you know, that's what you guys sound like. It's completely ridiculous. Like, of course, not every single Catholic person is a groomer or a pedophile. So, I mean, like, is it possible that one gay person is a pedophile? Sure. But, like, same for any, literally any group of people, that could be true for Yeah, it's crazy. And I think I'm going to start responding to them in this way where like if someone says, oh, well, you you must be a groomer because you're trans or whatever. I'm just going to take a screenshot of something like David Duke or some other obvious racist that happens to be white says and post it in the company. Oh, okay, so so you're white, just like this guy's white. You must agree with that, right? It's also just so funny, like even just thinking of someone calling you a groomer. Because you want, like, really nothing to do with children. That's what I think. So it's just like, I hate kids. So it's like, okay, clearly you don't know Aria because if you've even, like, listened to anything she's said, I mean, clearly she's not a groomer. We have Brian on the line with us. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hey. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to talk to you guys. I hear you guys, uh, you know, bragging about principles and. Hmm. libertarianism and uh i just uh i just get so nauseous hearing you guys talk about that stuff <laughs> like uh, i huh. i first off i don't get it like uh you guys planning to be so principled and righteous yeah but you don't even acknowledge that uh you know principles like uh i i take it you guys are so i understand a lot about you guys right I'm not someone who doesn't understand. Well, uh, you did say you don't understand what we're talking about, but go on. I've never claimed to be righteous either. So, I mean, that's an important issue. But you guys are bragging about, you know, how principled you guys are. If it comes comes (laughs) off as bragging, maybe you're jealous, like naturally, but it has nothing to do with bragging. Being able to state principles that I live my life by is not bragging i'm sorry that it makes no sense to you maybe you have to fi- or should find a different program to listen to because you well, obviously no, i want to I, I, I really want to hear his point what's your point continue 
Yeah, my point is, is first off, it's nonsensical, right? And uh, because it's Good nonsensical is, is where you have difficulty in converting people. What is nonsensical like, about it? Uh, it doesn't make sense. Like, uh, first off, I, I, I particularly heard one of you just say that uh, aggression's never right, ever. Unless it's self-defense. That's, that's what a principle is, right? Not, I, not, I said no it's always wrong to initiate principle. force and violence and yeah. aggression. Yes. Yes. So, so like, I mean, I can point to several examples where it's just nonsensical. So okay. please give us one. Yeah, give us one. Because I suspect what we're okay, going so to like find that, is that we're kid. misunderstanding you, the term initiate. What's that? I suspect okay, what so we're going to find is that we're what? missing the term initiate, which is like you're going to no, present I'm me not, this I'm hypothetical where someone is being attacked by someone else and you're like, what, dude, you can't. Ask me to repeat what I said and then not let me repeat it. You're going to present this hypothetical where someone gets attacked by someone else. And you're like, and you mean you can just stand there rather than initiating aggression to stop that attack? But that's not initiating you're aggression. Assuming, you're assuming my argument. Don't, can you please not put words in Okay, you did ask her to repeat herself, but you, go ahead. You please give your did. example. Please give your example. Well, first off. Uh, that's why I tried to uh, establish that. I know a lot about you guys, right? No, don't no, assume, stop, please. Give us an example of when it's okay to initiate yeah, aggression but, so we can oh. continue the conversation. Okay, so like uh, like you guys force your kids to do things, right? You I don't have kids. None of us have kids. No, let's, let's say if you did. Nikki let's just explained did. that kids, do, do since they don't understand things, you may have yeah, to... Yeah, like, uh, I just said I wouldn't force my kids to do literally anything. Okay, so... No, Brian, you can't <laughs> ask a question and then get upset when we answer it. Nikki already said that there are certain things you have to make your kids do because you want to keep them safe. You're, you're not like, gonna, I'm not going to let my kid run in the middle of the street and get hit by a car but i'm gonna let so them you know wants, what if he wants to do it right? well you're bringing okay, but, kids into the equation okay. that's always the first thing so, that people do when they don't understand the so, nap let, let me just let me just answer this so what i said was children are individual hold on chill out dude yeah but you just Brian, asked chill, me if i was gonna let my kid oh what if your kid wants to get hit by a car that is dumb yeah, but, if yeah, i have let, a five-year-old or a two-year-old it is my job as their parent to protect them like, there are certain things, like, yeah, I want my kids to be individuals and free, so if they want to play with uh, Barbies and they're a boy, like, that's fine. stuff like that, or, you know, yeah, your uncle needs to ask for consent before he hugs you, things like that. But as a parent, it's my job to keep them safe. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. We have Mr. Butt calling from New Mexico. Mr. Butt, you're on Free Talk Live. You can call me in the butt. And hey, Arya, you know that, I was thinking, that advice you gave me last night, that was really actually great advice. And I, I think um, it actually probably would work for you, too. What was it? Stop acting like a little girl. Okay. I, I don't act little, but Sure. Or a big girl. Okay. Hey. He thought about this all night. That okay. was his good <laughs> one he thought about all night. No, no. You're not the first the person to suggest that to me, Dave. My life would be easier. Yeah, but but, but the, the difference between me and the other people is you said it to me first. So oh, I, I helping, sure did. Helping, yeah. uh, 
Pardon? Yeah, I sure did. I'm not denying yeah. that I said that, yeah. Is that all you yeah, wanted no, tonight? I said it's good advice. It just occurred to me that it would work for you, too. Did that just occur to you, or did that occur to you last night? You Doesn't sound thinking, like... Boy, I can't no, wait it, to call yeah, in and say that. Me, it occurred to me when when you guys uh, put, me, put me on hold, and I can't uh, respond to what you say, you know, all the little jabs and cuts that you make, and you put the person on hold. When It occurred to me then. I would have said it then. I haven't put you on hold at all tonight, David. Probably Ian yesterday. Last night. Okay. Well, yeah, but take the, that up with Ian. The other thing about it is, like, this isn't oh, not little girl behavior, David. This is not. Pardon? This isn't not high school little girl behavior, David. To wait all night <laughs> and then call have in. You, have you listened to yourself? I don't think he understood what you said. I don't think he has the capacity to understand. That's why no, I'm just. I'm, I'm really too, annoyed I'm and tired of stupid about, people. My yes, IQ is I know. Only about sixty-five. Yeah, I'm done my with IQ talking only... to people like that. People with IQ of sixty-five, David, you are stupid. Yes. you never understand what you're talking is, I know, about. I just told you I'm stupid. My IQ is sixty-five, and yours is one. I'm not arguing David, with you. I'm agreeing with David, you. David, what's your what's your what's your topic yeah, tonight? You're... Did you just call in with that zinger? Is that was that it? Huh? No, that I I got more, but I didn't expect to even get this far. So. Uh, let me let me let me uh, regroup here. Okay. So uh, actually, actually, Aria, wh- what would you like to talk about, David? That's not the way this works, man. If you have a topic you want to talk about, you're welcome to call into the show. Turd Ferguson, who's on the line. Turd, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Hey, what's up? I hope you guys are having a good evening. So, um, look, uh, I was listening to that. <clears throat> Sorry, I got like a really sore throat tonight. So I was listening to that call uh, before the break. And um, I and look, I'm I'm not a libertarian, okay. And uh, I can I can and I've I used to be one, uh, I think. Um, but I can think of some some ways where I think it's acceptable to violate the non-aggression principle or initiate force, as the libertarians would say. Okay, can you give us and, an example? Um, like that would be great sure. because the last yeah. guy wouldn't. Go yeah. ahead. I'll give you an example. So let's just say overseas in some country that hates us, um, there is a group of terrorists in a telegram chat, and they're planning uh, to drop a nuclear bomb on the United States that's going to kill millions of people or something, like something like that. And there is some guy in that telegram chat who's not going to be a part of this terrorist attack, but he sympathizes with them, okay, and he wants it to happen, and he's cheering it on, and he knows who all these people are that's going to attack us, okay? And our FBI or the CIA or one of these three-letter agencies uh, was able to figure out uh, none of the other Telegram users, but except for this guy, okay? I don't see any issue with putting this guy on a waterboard and dumping water on his face until he tells us who these people are so we can save the lives of millions of people. I don't think initiating a temporary amount of pain on one individual without killing him is not acceptable to save the lives of millions of people. And that's an initiation of force. And that's why I don't believe in the, well, and I'm not saying the non-aggression principle is bad. I, I think it's great for a personal philosophy, but there are objectively scenarios in life that would come up where it's okay to initiate force, such as the one that I've just given you. Do either of you want to respond? I don't know. To me, it kind of that's bordering almost on self-defense. And yeah, you said like he wasn't no, actively. Not. I mean, yeah, but he wasn't actively going to do something like that. Correct. But if, I and I hate disagree. like the the greater good thing. But I disagree the self-defense because that person isn't in that moment. 
trying to hurt a person and you're stopping them. So therefore, it, it's not self-defense. I don't think it's okay or acceptable in any way. I believe that if we're going to have some kind of... If your society has something like the CIA that doesn't go around just starting wars and you have some kind of security... Or, and you have some okay, kind of so- security. Listen, I'm answering your question. You have some kind of security. They find out some information. They find out this guy knows information on a uh, planned terror attack that's coming. I think that you can ask them questions and try to um, investigate more things yourself. You got pretty far finding that guy. I don't think it suddenly becomes okay to torture a person. And I think that that's actually psychopathy within yourself. Mr. Turd. My answer is pretty similar. I don't care for the greater good. And if you have, if I have to die, I mean, if the only way to keep me alive is by torturing someone else, then just let me die. Right. So it, it's wrong to yeah, so, allow torture to exist in the world. And I'm not going to facilitate that. Right. I can't okay, control well, I what think, other people are doing, but I can control what I'm doing. Yeah. I agree with that. And, and I think, and, and look, I, I respect what you're saying, but I, I think, I think, A, the vast majority of the people in the world are going to agree with me, and probably even some libertarians. Okay? Most people are not libertarians. Yeah, so. most people are wrong. So, I mean, you're appealing well, to the majority. We mentioned, you know, transing the kids and kids being blank slates, and this is a common sentiment from people, especially in regard to LGBTQ stuff, right? They don't think that making their kids aware that doctors exist is going to make their kid want to become a doctor, hmm. or an astronaut exists is going to make their kid want to become an astronaut. Although, but drag queens. That one probably. But drag queens and trans and gay people, no, just being exposed to them will do the trick. And it's because they view their kids as these empty blank slates onto which their personalities are going to be etched into it by television and their parents and their schools. And that's fundamentally not the way people are. And we have examples of exactly this. The best example I can think of is David Reimer. He was a Canadian man who was raised as a girl for most of the first 14 years of his life in a highly touted medical experiment that seemed to resolve the debate over the cultural and biological determinants of gender he died at the age of 38. He committed suicide oh my gosh. on May the 4th in his hometown. I didn't know he committed that's suicide. That's really sad. Yeah, that's, that's an update that I had missed. I mean, apparently it was quite a while ago as well, 2004. Oh. So this dude hasn't been alive as long as, I've been tra- as long as I've transitioned. So anyway, at eight months of age, Reimer became the unwitting subject of sex reassignment, a treatment method embraced by his parents after his organs were all but obliterated during a botched circumcision. What? So, really uh, badly botched yeah. circumcision. Oh, my God. Which well, like, is no, all the more no. reason we shouldn't yeah, be circumcising was, people in yeah. the first place. Exactly. Yeah, if we say. want to talk about genital mutilation, let's right. start with circumcision. 3,000 infants a day, according to uh, Vermin Supreme. Yeah, I was going to say, with the thing Vermin Supreme uh, posted on your post, I read it to Ian, and I was like... I didn't. I knew circumcision is bad on principle, but I never knew how bad it is. Like you lose fifty percent of the nerve well, endings in your. We don't know that based on um, infants getting it, but as an adult, so it's it's hard to tell like for sure if that same result. But okay. you you could assume we can infer that. Though. But we know like for adults that have gotten it, we we do know that to be true. But even let's say it's ten percent of the feeling in your member. It's so incredibly wrong. It's ridiculous. To, to take a newborn infant and cut off part of their body, often without anesthesia, and often it's not a Always. medical doctor doing this? Always without anesthesia. Always? 
Uh, I'm sorry. I I thought it was just often. I have watched this happen, and I'm like still not okay from it. And I can't like if parents I, so they don't they don't let the parents come in for obvious reasons. That's why um, my mom didn't get my they, last little brother one because she for whatever reason saw one of my older little yeah. brothers get it done and she did not let it no, happen it's, to the last it's one. It's traumatizing. Like if you saw what they did, if you even like like watch an animated video on how they do it, it is horrifying. And, and you know I am not like. When it comes to my own like midwifery clients, I'm not super pushy about it. Like I do, right. I'm not going to be like, you know, trying to like really scare people and force them, but I do give them the facts and, you know, I let them know like my experience that it's kind of, you know, hard to watch. And, you know, I, I tried to be kind of more non-biased because honest, I'm, it seems to serve no benefit whatsoever. Yeah. Ethically, I'm adamantly against it but i also don't want to be too pushy on my views especially in that professional sense that makes a lot it's, of sense it's it's really difficult yeah i mean you got to walk that because narrow line right? it was i cannot believe that doctors do that i mean yeah 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 it's, it's hard three thousand a day apparently I, I didn't realize it was that widespread i mean i knew it was widespread it's but it's kind of starting to less parents are doing Man, it because so. of the, the all of the activism yeah. or the uh intactivists it's literally on the internet like the, the word is kind of starting to go out like okay this isn't medically necessary and these are all of the reasons why you and it, do it the only reason i've ever heard that people will give that they need to get this done to your you need to get this done to your children is like a hygiene thing it's like why don't you just teach your kids to be hygienic with the yeah thing or that they're born shower. with you know, do you want to know the the number one reason why people do it what i want him to look like his dad oh like look like everyone else yeah, yeah but like, but trans people are the are the weirdos the weirdos yes yeah, okay. that's very weird so it's a weird thing to say we're accused of what aboutism when we brought this up is like oh, stop saying what about this and let's focus on this i was like no we can't we have to play a what aboutism here because what we're talking about here Sexual reassignment for people under the age of 18. Since 2019, there have been 56 documented cases of it happening for people under the age of 18. 56 over a four-year period. That's Mm -hmm. not even, well, I guess that's just over one every single month throughout the entire United States. And those were all trans people? Yes. Okay. And this was just 56 people under the age of 18 who had had sexual reassignment surgery. That's so extraordinarily rare, it's not worth talking about. You don't make legislation based on things that happen to 56 out of 320 million people. You just don't. That's stupid. That's insane. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I I fear your wishes will not come to fruition during your lifetime, but Perchance, if any of you have children, perhaps during their lifetime, that might come to fruition. Yeah, my general perspective on this is that human beings won't achieve any sort of libertarian society until we're colonizing other planets. At which point we can we can do the free state project, but there won't already be a yeah, state there. Free state planet. Yeah, that, that's the that's the only hope I see for there being a future free human society. Because at that point as well, if we tried to do that here on Earth, and one of these free private cities was actually successful and was uh, successful in getting all of the gold and all the money brought in, it would just be a matter of time before the U.S. government or the Soviet Union or Russia or China or whatever was like, hey, they have a lot of money. And they have no defenses. They don't even have a military. That's our stuff now. But when you have... You're most definitely grasping for straws. We cannot move freedom from Earth to 
Mars or Jupiter or why not? Uranus. Yeah, why not? You just have you are just like limiting Arya's imagination. It's just but, a thought. It's just an idea right well, now. Isn't uh, Elon Musk already trying to take folks to Mars? Humans will absolutely explore other planets. Yeah, haven't you seen Star Trek? No, no, no. Imagination and reality are totally separate, and you have to be able. Reality to Reality starts in the imagination. Sorry, I did cut you off, but it's just a fact. It starts in the imagination, but that doesn't mean it comes to fruition, just like the New Hampshire Project. Absolutely does mean that it comes to fruition. The first person that invented a chair, he thought, I want a thing to do hmm, kind of like this. I'm imagining a thing that's shaped like this, and then I can sit on it to do my work instead of blah, blah, blah. And then he made it happen based on what his imagination came up with. And that's how yeah. everything on this planet works. Major, people told the Wright brothers they would never fly. People were saying it's going to be centuries more before people fly. They told Christopher Columbus he was crazy. They told Ferdinand Magellan that he was going to sell off the end of the earth. There's a long history of people saying, hey, we're going to do this. But I got to tell you, man, humans will absolutely explore other planets. That's a certainty. If human beings don't wipe ourselves out or get wiped out by AI or something, that is, as long as humans survive... Other planets will be colonized. I really, really don't want to go to another planet. Like, if that's one of my biggest fears, I have dreams that I'm, like, in space, and then I just wake up. Because I'm like, oh, my God, wait, I'm not on Earth? And then I start freaking out. Anyways, but but I still think that you might be right. Major, because- do you believe humans have been to the moon? Um, well, from the pictures I've seen, I was alive during the moon launches and whatnot. So I, I think I'd have to say yes. So you accept that humans can get to the moon, but not Mars? Well, I don't know if they can get there or not, but survival and getting there is two different things. How many how many men went across the Mississippi and up into the mountains to gain their fortune and got their hair raised and their hearts ate by the Certainly. Evening? Certainly. I, no one's saying it's going to be easy to colonize these other planets. I didn't mean to suggest that at all. And she never said that she already knows how it's going to happen. It's like... Every th- new thing that every new thing that gets taken on, it's going to be a lot of trial and error and trying to s- figure out scientifically how we do spark, a thing. All I said to spark this whole damn thing was <laughs> it was doubtful. Okay, and now I'm going to stick with that one. But I got a feel good story for you. This is right here in Alpena Township. Just probably happened a week or two ago as mushroom season just ended, which you'll understand here in a minute if you let me tell the tale. Well, it seems his mother took, when the, when the boy was eight years old, and I think I know the store that this happened to, the big lots. They used to buy uh, going out of business and overstocks and whatnot, and they were going out of business just about the time this kid would have been eight years old. So his mother bought him a slingshot for $3. And, of course, he went out in the backyard and played with it, but this isn't a slingshot like you're thinking of, just a forked stick with a couple of pieces of the inner tube and a leather pouch. They've progressed quite a way. They got what they call wrist rockets. It's got a, a arm brace where it steadies and stabilizes it, right? I think so I may have seen one of these at some point. It's damn near as accurate as a bow. Actually, they do sell, sell a transition kit where you can put a little crotch across it and shoot arrows out of it. But that's a whole other game. Anyway... So this kid, he comes home, and he's about 13 now, right? And his little sister's about eight years old. And uh, evidently, they got a real long backyard, and it kind of rolls down into the woods. Well, she's out there looking for morel mushrooms. And 
kid plops down. They just both got off the school bus, and both parents are still at work, right? And uh, he puts on Call of Duty, and it, you know, which I'm sure sharpened his eye to what he had to do here. I'm going to tell you about. Hey, man, can anyway, you move on with this story? He, he hears this blood curdling scream out of the backyard, and he's like, "She must be out there playing with one of her friends." And then he thinks he says, "No, that was too damn loud." So he gets up, and some 17-year-old kid has got his little 8-year-old sister around the waist, picking her up, covering her mouth with the other hand, trying to make for the woods. Oh, my God. Well, he went for the only weapon he had, which was that slingshot. I love technology, but because of that, I'm very fearful of technology, right? You, you don't find very many tech people who have Amazon Alexas mm-hmm. in their house yeah. and mm-hmm. smart fridges and smart thermostats and all this other crap. That's stuff that non-tech people are doing. They're, I've got a printer that is like from 1996, and that's it. Oh, my God. It, it doesn't scan. It doesn't fax. It doesn't do any of that crap. All it does is print. And, and it probably always works. It always works, yes. Yeah. But I did, at one point, had one of those all-in-ones. And it only worked about 30% of the time. It would stay there connected via network. And nothing ever went down. Nothing ever changed. And if going to print, only one in three times would it print. But this one, rock solid. And if it ever makes a noise that I don't expect, I'm going to grab a hammer and I'm going to take it outside and I'm going to beat it to death. Because that's what technology does. I don't have a smart thermostat. I have, I have friends who are like, oh, I'm going home and it's a little chilly. And I guess I should turn up my heat. I'm like, or you can just be cold for 10 extra minutes and mm-hmm. not have not have the potential for strangers to hack into your house and turn off your heat, right? And I realize that's unlikely, and who are you? But, like, why even have that vulnerability if it's not necessary? Why have the ability to tweet from your fridge if it also means that some stranger on the Internet can tell your fridge to turn itself off and spoil all your groceries? It's people silly. People are crazy about convenience nowadays. Like, I watch these people on Snapchat a lot. I don't know why. They're like dumb girls, but they, their lives interest me. Anyways. Okay. And this one, uh, she was in Amsterdam and she was like, why don't we have this in America? And it was this stupid store where you could buy like what looked like gas station level food from vending machines. And it was like, you just go into this open air three walled place and you can get anything from a vending machine. It's like, really? You can't wait 10 minutes for someone to make food. You need to eat this like pre-packaged probably terrible disgusting food because it's that convenient you just put money in you get it out like a mini why don't we have this in america i was like yeah they do i remember um like 15 years ago they had that in the nursing home that my grandmother was Hmm. (laughs) i don't know it wasn't good i don't do the vending machines but like it was it was almost a tradition at one point like on the way to the porcupine freedom festival i would stop at a gas station because i didn't want to stop driving to eat right it's a 17 hour drive I would stop at a gas station, get some of those microwavable burgers or whatever, and just eat those. And they're terrible for you, and but they're so good, right? And they didn't come in a vending machine, but I imagine they were about the same the same sort of thing. Except just, the vending machine may zap it for you and then give it to you hot. I, I don't mean, know. Well, there's a purpose for it. Like sometimes when I'm on the road for work and it's like I, you know, only have a few minutes, sometimes it's nice to be able to go to a Panera Bread or whatever, like some sort of quick restaurant to get some food really quick. My but, point um, is just the like it's just there's a theme like people will be like it's yeah. so convenient you can it's get your lazy, ticket though, yeah. on on this app and you know just like it's laziness yeah 
Yeah, I don't like the online ticket things as well. I don't like this online thing because it prevents my ability to control it, right? Yeah. And we have the same thing with online video games where I was thinking the other day that if if the Nintendo servers ever like go down or whatever, then my Switch is going to be mostly useless to me. I, sure, it's got some games installed on it, but none of that really is as effective as actually having the cartridge there that I can play anytime I want and that I can trade with a friend and get their cartridges. None of that exists in the video game world today. And this is by design. That's how the gaming industries want it because that way they control you. But it's the same thing in, in music and streaming. I don't buy yeah. albums and stuff anymore. I just stream it. And if that streaming service goes down, then I'm just screwed. And it's super convenient, but I know it's bad. Today, Ian's, uh, the prosecution filed why Ian shouldn't be allowed to come oh, to Oh, I saw fest. that. Because <laughs> he wants to... And they said all he's trying to do is have a sleepover for 11 days at a party with his friends. And it was just a so sleepover. stupid and retarded. They're calling Forkfest and Porkfest the thing that Arya specifically got permission to go to after getting sentenced to prison. Well, saying, I don't specifically have permission to go yet. Oh. I, um, I never got confirmation on that. I, I can't imagine oh. it would be denied. One of the reasons I'm not in prison is because the judge wanted me to be out to be able to go to Porkfest and Forkfest. That's so what I was saying. It but would be I didn't completely know... crazy for me to be denied permission. That's crazy. I didn't know that but, it wasn't a solid thing because the judge said it. Right. But they haven't specifically said yes yet. Okay. Well, but I way. did point out in my request that, hey, the judge specifically said that, you know, this is why I'm not in prison. It's to go to this thing. So either way, it's a thing that Free Talk Live has done for what? 15 yeah, so years or something event. and it is a work event it's a thing that like a libertarian in new hampshire who has a radio show has to go to has been going to for 15 years and they're just trying to say that ian just wants to have i a didn't know over um, for 11 days ian was such an avid outdoorsman i didn't know he like loved camping so much he doesn't he stays in the no, motel i'm I I being sarcastic i gotta say to the prosecutors <laughs> because doing free talk live from the show has fallen to me for the last two years and not having Ian there to yeah. do it, it multiplies the workload by hundredfold. Like Ian and I, we could sit down and bang out a show quickly. It's not even a problem. But when I when I don't have Ian to work with, it it makes it like a six seven hour affair to record a single episode of the show. Whereas when Ian and I did it like three years ago, I think it was the last time we did it, we were a day ahead every single day. Like by the fi- final day, we're like, well, we've already we did today's show yesterday because it's just easy when you have that much momentum oh, yeah. to just keep going. Like that is not the case anymore. No, make my workload easier, and that's prosecutors. The thing. The- the thing about these conditions for release, they're not supposed to be uh, choosing whether or not a radio station is able to continue to broadcast. They're not supposed to be choosing whether if, if Ian ran a business, whether or not his business was able to continue going. It's not supposed to bankrupt a business. It's not supposed to end a radio show because it's so incredibly hard to do it while being okay with the conditions. And it will affect Free Talk Live. They, they may be thinking something like, well, Free Talk Live will still be broadcast every day, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, not necessarily. And I've already explained this to Ian, like maybe every other day. But I mean, if Ian and I are there, yeah, absolutely. It will obviously be every day. But without Ian there, no, we're talking maybe every other day from the festival. And that's fundamentally different than what Free Talk Live has done in years past. And that's not good. Like last year, we leaned pretty heavily on Bonnie and Ian. I think... It was a not quite every other night, but it was fairly close to that because it's just it's hard to do that level of content for three hours a day every single day. So it won't be the same. It is necessary. Free Talk Live does require it. It has required it for years, and it it has not been as good 
because of Ian's absence. So it's it seems pretty clear to me. And that was, I don't think the judge is going to see that particular argument and be happy about it. I don't think he, because I, I, the judge isn't an idiot. I think he yeah. knows what Pork Fest is and what Pork Fest is. And characterizing these events as a sleepover with his friends. It's not what it is at all. I, no, I think it's going to make the judge angry and more inclined to grant it than he otherwise would be. Plus, the other thing is they were like, he can go, but he can just commute every day. I saw that, dude. And it's really? Like, uh, three it hours? Like hundreds or, of sorry, dollars. two and a half hours? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's no, not... No, that's not a commute. And that's he has not to be reasonable. home by 7 p.m.? Like, it would be wasting half the day. There would be no reason to go for... No, that's a five-hour round trip yeah. without stopping for gas and food. I mean, yeah. that is completely unreasonable. Yeah. To say nothing of the environmental cost. You want someone to do what mm. to the environment by driving that much every single day? Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Aren't, aren't you, point. as the government, supposed to be like so, trying to make the world better, and here you are literally trying to make it worse? I just want some clarification. I thought you said that was why the judge said. So this no. is the prosecution. Yeah, the judge hasn't ruled. So they, Okay, okay. That's what... Well, good. I suspect the judge is going to come down in favor of allowing Ian to go. Yeah, I sure too. hope so. Judge uh, Sisti's motion was a lot more sensical, if that's a word. I don't think they'll even have a hearing on this one. I just don't. I, I, I The way that I would expect this to go, and I don't have very much experience in the federal court system, to be fair, but the way I would expect this to go is the judge is just going to grant Ian's motion. I don't see any reason. I don't think any gain would be had from having a hearing about it. The judge was clear he didn't want Ian to leave the district, but New Hampshire is still the district. So, like, the only part of this that the prosecutors can even object to is allowing him to stay in a hotel. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.